I'll kill you. Oh. I ain't playing. Know what I'm saying? Some of the greatest lyrics ever written by Mr. Scent himself. 50 starring in his own film. Get rich or try di- or die trying. Try dying the 50. Subject. I know it should have been try dying. Yeah. This movie can be summed up as a guy who is trying to get rich and almost dies in the process. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. maybe that's why they called it that. Now I, I think, think it's about fair it. to call yeah. it. To yeah. Mm-hmm. This movie is filled with all of these attempts to get money. Mm-hmm. They are almost all impeded or interrupted by by, by near fatal by violence. the Grim yeah. Reaper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Damn. You know, Rocco, when you suggested this movie, I rolled my eyes at you. I'll be real. I was like, oh, God. Well, I didn't because this is, I just know Rocco loves these kinds of movies. <laughs> I Yeah. What is that? Wait, what kind, What do you mean? Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, you the, could, these kinds spe- of movies. Specific. Oh, you, well, that could mean a, a certain amount of things. That could mean specifically like oh, a rapper made an autobiography or the larger sense, which is the, you know, why does this exist kind of. Kind of you know, kind of that. Stupid uh, thing all of the above. You know? and yeah. Okay. And oh, okay. But, but watching this movie, I was like, oh, no, this is good. Like, I, maybe it's not the best movie I've ever seen. But yeah. it's not a Howard the Duck situation. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Where I'm like, <laughs> fuck you, Rocco. I'm not thinking that this time. <laughs> um, well, that it just ties into the reason I did I did want to say just the reason I why I picked this movie on today's we should say this is Mega 64 Movie Club. Because mm. you didn't know what you were watching. And we are doing 50 Cent Get Rich or Die Trying. Yes. Uh, and by the way, my question is who would win in a fight between 50 Cent and Howard the Duck? Oh, probably Howard the Duck. He knows quack food. Yeah, yeah quack absolutely. food makes a big difference. Sorry, 50 Cent. 50 you may cent. be tough, but you don't know cent. quack food. He doesn't. He gets defeated multiple times in this movie. Yeah. And Howard the Duck, flawless victory. Mm-hmm. You know what, Almost though? I got to say, though, if you shot Howard the Duck point blank, he'd probably die immediately. No, he wouldn't. He didn't. Well, that's so? true. Right in the I face. I mean, you show Howard the Duck an egg and the guy is going to keel over. Shoot you know, him in so. the beak. Anyway, all I was going to say was... <laughs> The reason... Oh, hold on, yeah. hold on. Well, well uh, when it comes no, to talking yeah. about the scene where 50 Cent gets shot nine times, mm-hmm. I'm not going to be able to not think of Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah. Quacking. Gun pump. Like, <laughs> and he falls to the ground and they shoot yeah. him in the... Howard, no! Your web Sorry, foot. That's why a lyric in the, in the ending Howard the Duck song was, Howard the Duck, uh, impossible to assassinate him. Mm-hmm. Howard, that's why that's in there to compare it to 50 Cent. Um, anyway, the reason I picked this movie was because we were at, I want to say it was SGC. Uh, that might have been, it was some convention that we were staying at. Derek, you weren't there. Okay. It was me, Garrett, and Sean. And there was one day where it's like we did not have anything we had to show up to or something like that. And we were and I was stuck in the hotel room and the 50 cent movie came on. And I'm like, huh, you know, thinking like this is probably a shitty movie. I'll just laugh at this. And I ended up watching the whole thing because it wasn't what I expected. I was like, wait, what? And I look online and it was wait, this is written by Terrence Winter. He's like one of the lead writers on The Sopranos. He's the showrunner on Boardwalk Empire. I'm like. So there, there's like people who know what they're doing behind this. Um, however, I, I do want to say that in the hotel, something happened and we had to rush out 
when the last five minutes happened, so I never got to see the last five minutes. Oh, you man. never knew Until how it ended. I didn't know if he if he got rich or died trying. Yeah. So uh, I was now surprised we've seen to see it. Terrence Winter's name on this as well. Yeah. He was, uh, you know, one of the more prominent writers on Sopranos, Boardwalk yeah. Empire. He is a very famous and sophisticated screenwriter. It mm-hmm. almost seemed to me like the 50 Cent movie is below yeah. Terrence Winter. <laughs> yeah. I did find a trivial fact that says Terrence Winter hates this movie. Oh, I did not know that. The actually. script that he wrote <laughs> is not what appears on screen. Oh, really? Okay. So, what happened? Well, I don't know, but I'm a fan of Sopranos. That's probably my favorite TV show ever. And I feel like this definitely had the Sopranos framework. In fact, yeah, the yeah, opening yeah. scene reminded me of the yes. scene from Sopranos. It, yes. yes, I agree. It totally did. But yeah. I feel like Robbing the all, card game. all of the nuance <laughs> uh, and like... I just felt like maybe the more subtle elements of Sopranos were thrown out. Mm. Yeah. Maybe the more dramatic and artistic elements were replaced with um, kind of more macho. Yeah, I agree. Hip to the rap persona. Right. uh, Yes. uh, Which creative choices. Yeah. And I do feel like this movie, the way that it was marketed, I thought it was just going to be like, oh, this is just a dumb rap movie. You know, this is this is stupid. Me too. I'm not taking this seriously. Had they just gone hard in the other direction, the Terrence Winter direction, this would be like a classic, I think. I think mm. the, the framework There's was some potential there. There's there, yeah. And the story is interesting enough that it's like, yeah, what's going to happen here? But yeah, then it just kind of got muddled a little bit. Yeah, it, and, and it's funny in you mentioning that, I will say that, that the last, I don't know how much of it I actually didn't see that first time, but watching it now and getting the full thing, the, the last part of it actually did lower my feeling on this movie a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I felt like the movie kind of <laughs> runs out of steam. I think that it's like you said, I went in with my expectations in the toilet. Yes. Yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised yeah. by yeah, yeah, yeah. how competent the movie was. Yeah. Right. Did you know this was directed by the same guy who directed Daniel Day-Lewis in My Left Foot? I Sean just told me that. Just like, found that out researching this ago. movie. I was like, what the fuck? What? Yeah. I've never seen My Left Foot. You haven't? Oh, no, it's maybe good. we should do that for movie. Club. You know, I honestly, I've never seen the whole thing. I've oh, seen really? the, the opening, which was like, you Howard, know what? Oh my it's God. good, but Daniel Day Lewis phones it in. Wow. Well, <laughs> sorry, Dan. Daniel He's not Day good. Lewis is, it's an acclaimed movie where he plays like somebody with. No, it's uh, crazy how good he is. Is it cerebral palsy? Yeah, like he he can't move or talk, and like he just sti- like it's just crazy. But he can move his left foot, so he like he can paint, he can brush his teeth, all the stuff with his left foot. So oh. Danny Lewis taught himself to do those things with his left foot. It's fucking nuts. Wow. Yeah. Well, in this movie, 50 Cent raps, no. you know. Finally. It's pretty much just as good as my left foot. It's just as compelling. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I found out Samuel L. Jackson was asked to play the big bad guy in this movie. Oh. But he refused oh. because he felt that 50 Cent hadn't earned the right to be in a gym uh, Sheridan movie. Wow. Oh, yeah. whoa. He's like, he, I think there was a quote somewhere where like, I'm not going to be used to raise the stature of an amateur. Actor oh, oh. Like that. So there was wow. some beef. Yo. Sam Damn, Jackson dude. was like, no, no, this movie. Wow. So that same, I mean, wasn't this the same year as snakes on a plane? 
I mean, he did that. It was. It was. But that was a big deal at the time. You know. That was a big I would hit. say Snakes on a Plane is a more culturally relevant and successful yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. One. You know, when you're the movie right. started, and we'll get into the plot in a little bit, but when the movie started and it was him as a kid, I was like, this is rules. Like, I like mm-hmm. this. Like, this is super interesting. Yeah, that was the most interesting part. I felt like when it got to him as an adult, it kind of just turned into every movie that like this that you've seen like coming up on the street right yeah i was involved in drugs then my friend got attacked and we had to get him back right you know and yeah. then they go to jail and then i just felt like it kind of gets turns into like a cliche movie towards the end yeah. right but the beginning i i really was liking it and when that little kid 50 cent i thought he was great like i just little like, cent little cent 25 cent yeah at time penny penny yeah penny. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, uh, so, oh, but uh, I did like, I did want to say, though, you uh, mentioned it was So was um, Samuel L. Jackson, was that going to be um, the guy who played Mr. Echo? In was Lost? it that role? I guess so. That's the big bad yeah. guy. That's, oh, no. No, it was oh. going to be uh, the character of LeVar, oh, 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 by oh, Bill Duke. Oh. The yes, guy who says Bill he Duke is, God. is awesome. Bill Duke is awesome. The guy was good. Yeah, Bill Duke. I, I know him from Predator. Oh, yeah. Bill Duke's, been, Bill Duke's been in a lot of stuff. I mean, he was also in Lost, uh, but was he's he? been in a bunch of stuff. Was he in any of the Die Hard movies? Did he play? He always I, plays like a bat. He's very intimidating. Yeah. Very intimidating that guy. guy was in Lost? Was he, he was in? a prison uh, warden at no. one point when Sawyer was in prison. But uh, hmm. I, I, he's been in a thousand movies, and off the top of my head right now, I cannot name them. But Predator is obviously a big one. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, the yep. movie is about 50 Cent, but he's not 50 Cent. He is Marcus Greer, and he goes by the rap name Young Caesar, which confused me because I was like, wait, shouldn't his name be Curtis and his rap name 50? Yeah. yeah. But this isn't about 50 Cent. It is, but it isn't, right? Yeah, yeah. which that was a weird thing as well. And like, I guess like 50 Cent probably doesn't want to incriminate himself and like <laughs> say, this is exactly what happened to me. Yeah. Because he could look into it and be like, yeah, he did do this. Let's rest him. Yeah. I heard that on Conan. He told Conan that this movie was 75% true. Yeah. But he wouldn't say what part was not true. Gave him true. some wiggle room. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if that's if that's 50's idea or if that's a Terrence Winter trick. Because Terrence Winter did that with Boardwalk Empire. He's like, oh, he's not Nucky Johnson. He's Nucky Thompson. Because oh. there was a lot of historical figures in that show and he would change their name slightly so that they could kind of pivot certain things and or, do whatever they want or maybe the not give everything you know you're playing fast and loose facts is what that's called mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. the thing everybody knows about 50 cent famously mm-hmm. not, not that he's a rapper that comes after the fact mm-hmm. yeah that he was shot nine times nine yeah. times yeah and lived so they open up this movie with that event. Uh, he's out there. He's being a gangster. They're going to go rob a Colombian safe house. They get the money, and while they're there, uh, you know, he starts bickering with one of his, what do you call it, a thief mate, a teammate of, in crime? Yeah, yeah partner, like, partner in crime, I guess. Like, kind of his, like, underlings a little bit, though. Yeah. Like, he's, like, in charge. Yeah, yeah, one of them's crazy and wants to start shooting people, and he's like, no, don't do it. And so they kind of run out of there quickly. A, a shootout uh, breaks out, mm-hmm. and they're kind of chased out of there. And then later that night, when he's going to his car, a mysterious assailant comes and shoots him nine times. This is our introduction to Marcus Greer, and from that point on, we kind of flash back to how did we get here? Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those movies. I feel like this is done so often in movies. I don't know if I like this or feel like 
you can't do this anymore in movies. Well, like the scene, are you talking about like the scene ahead of time? Yeah, yeah and like then... we have a scene and then like pause. Man, life is crazy. Yeah. Like, how did I even get to be this fucked up? Yeah. Let's rewind. Yeah, I feel ah, like the good old days. I feel like you can't do that anymore. Yeah. Remember, that was, if you remember classic podcast argument many years ago, that was Eric's argument with Uncharted 2. Because that game, you're trying to escape from a train, like right. a train collapsed, and it does that. It stops, and then it's like, how did I get here? And then the game goes back. Right. And he was like, you can't do that. And I was like, why can't you? That was a cool level. Well, but oh. that's the argument, I guess. Well, we'll bring Eric in here to debate yeah, that Eric, later. Eric, we'll he get him down here. probably seen it and Get Rich or Die Trying and thought, you're just ripping off a 50 Cent movie. Yeah. That's probably what he thought. Yeah. Like Sean mentioned, uh, we get to see young Marcus as a kid, and boy, is he cute. You're telling me this kid's going to grow up and be shot nine times? I know. He seriously is yeah. a cute kid. You want, want to hug him nine times. You yeah. do. Awesome. You love this kid. This guy's going to take my girlfriend to the candy shop <laughs> and let her lick the lollipop? <laughs> what? He's too cute for that. Um, Marcus has an adoring mother uh, who is... You know, a young mother, maybe a little irresponsible, maybe just trying to live. She's the typical single mom. She also happens to be a drug dealer. Mm -hmm. And she drops him off uh, to spend time with his grandparents a lot. But, you know, what I thought, I, I actually, this is where the movie surprised me. Because mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is the story of, like, a little kid who's going to lose his innocence. Like, his mom and him have such a wholesome relationship, but she's a drug dealer. Uh, that was pretty interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. And then, like... Is the part where she sees him like get in a fight with other drug dealers and like Fifty Cent comes out with the club like he's gonna fight these? He's a little kid like he's not gonna yeah, do anything. Yeah. yeah. But it was like yeah like I'm just trying to protect you. It's like that's so sweet. <laughs> it was sweet. There was like heart there. Yeah, I felt like watching this movie. It was pretty cliche, but every once in a while there would be moments that felt like oh that feels like it's something from somebody's real life. And I thought those were the most interesting parts. Yeah. You know, the parts that really kind of gave this movie its weight. Yeah. Um, so 50 Cent's mother is a drug dealer and she ends up being killed it, but we don't know who the murder is and this is a, a perfect example of what I'm talking about I feel like in any other movie they wouldn't have a mother killed by an unnamed murderer mm -hmm. but because I feel like that's the way it happened in real life Yeah, yeah. That's... His, his mother died in a murder and yeah. they never caught the person who did it what do you do? I mean, that's just the way yeah, life is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. It was those little touches that, to me, made this movie interesting. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I'm honestly it, glad that you didn't know at this point who was the murderer. Like, yeah. it would have taken away a lot. And, yeah, and everything that you're saying, it's so interesting because everything that you're saying, too, is what was in the DNA of The Sopranos. Like, that show was always in that vibe. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh, oh the, go kill this Russian guy. Oh, oh, he got away. You know, and viewers are going, well, I bet that Russian will come back like next episode. And I mean, no, that's it. That's how life is. There is no bow on that. There, you know, and that's what made Sopranos so yeah. good was that that feeling of reality with all that stuff. Sadly, so. I wish this movie was as good as Pine Barrens. Yeah. Um, season <laughs> yes. three, episode 11. <laughs> yes. Um, where <laughs> Polly and Christopher fail to kill the Russian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's that kind of stuff, though. There was always stuff in The Sopranos where they would never wrap up who killed this person or mm. yeah. there'd never be justice for this. Well, you know, what I liked about The Sopranos, Sopranos, whatever you want to call it, uh, is that they would wrap those things up, but sometimes it would be seasons later. Occasionally, sure. they would leave things open-ended, mm -hmm. famously. Mm. <laughs> but I feel like in this movie, at this point, we don't know who the killer is. Right. Mm. Later on, we find out. 
But that is after the movie has descended into kind yeah. of, oh, this movie's kind of sucking down. Yeah. yeah. Of course you're going to reveal who the killer is. Right. Yeah. This comes so late in the plot, I feel like you're shitting on the one good part of this movie yeah. you had. Yeah. Like, there is a whole like, subplot of, like, how he, there's a guy named Slim who's a drug dealer who he saw his mom get in the fight with, who he thinks is the murderer. Who looks like Rick James, and the whole movie is him like, hating Rick James and, like, <laughs> and trying to like find this slim guy. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, okay, well, what, what? And then, yeah, by the end, it's but like, eh. That I, kind of fizzles out. And then it was just, me. Yeah, it, it really is. <laughs> it was me. Oh, yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Moments. Uh, uh, but that comes way later in the movie. So at this yep. point, his mom died, and I was sad. This was yeah. like so emotional. I was like, dang, this movie is like really heavy. He. At, um, at his mom's funeral, there's a bunch of, uh, you know, creepy looking guys. Just, you know, these guys look a little nefarious. Like, mm-hmm. it's like they're gangsters, you know? Um, that's our introduction to these characters that will play bigger roles as the movie goes on. They, they are gangsters. The, the main one is, uh, well, there's a guy named Majestic who's played by the actor who plays Mr. Echo in Lost. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy who's closest to 50 Cent's character, but then his boss is played by Bill Duke. We right. were talking yeah, about that's yeah. going to be Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. That's a character named LeVar. Um, basically, 50 Cent's mom is dead. He's living with his grandparents. Life sucks now. He doesn't have any money for new clothes, so he becomes a drug dealer. Uh, and then we see little kid drug dealer story. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, something I know nothing about, honestly. So, like, to see it, it's like, well, I mean... Did this happen to did, did Curtis Jackson do this? Like, I think so. I think he became a little good drug dealer. And it's interesting and sad to see, but it's like I've never seen this. You know, what do we got here? Yeah, I feel like I have seen a lot of movies where this is the story. This for me is where the movie started just kind of getting into a formulaic. Like, I actually here's one thing I don't like about this movie. I don't like the fact that it's narrated by 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I wish that they could just construct his story in a way where they show it to you and it's really compelling. Yeah. Right. So I think there's interesting stuff happening here, but the way it's presented, it's he narrates it and then it happens. And then yeah. it happens and he narrates it. I, it felt like, and then my mom died and I needed money. I turned to the only thing I knew drugs. What's in this bag? Yeah. Drugs? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. That, that, whenever I hear narration through a whole movie, I think that always, to me, reeks of studio notes. Like, hey, you know, you're going to have all audiences come into this, so maybe just throw in narration that really, like, cleared this up. You know? And it, that's what it always feels like to me. And if you're going to have a narrator, they have to be good. Like yeah. a good actor. Yeah. yeah. And I don't feel like 50 Cent was up for the task. Let's take a moment to talk about how 50 Cent sucks at acting. Yeah. I, the little kid in this movie is great. Yes. And then it's like a few years later, I was all grown up. And then it's just the most wooden, unemotional <laughs> acting. I felt like 50 Cent, this was his first movie, and he had already fully embodied the rapper persona. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't take it off. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. couldn't show you being a young guy, tr- you know, develop. I, he, I just felt like there wasn't enough emotional depth there. It yeah. was very like, I'm 50 Cent. I'm, I'm tough. Tell yeah. me what to do and I'll do it. And that yeah. was kind of the whole depth. And, I don't, and I don't mind 50 Cent like in general. Like, I think 50 Cent's good. Yeah. But but yeah, in this movie, it's like I wish we would have had a different actor play Fifty Cent. That would be better. Maybe. <laughs> he definitely comes off uh, as a nice guy, a heartfelt guy. Yeah, I, I just you like it. You do root for him. Yeah, 
I just felt like there was never emotionally deep moments where you're like, I fucking feel for this guy. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that, though, I because I'm going to throw 50 cents some points here. Okay. Not for this movie, but he has been in more movies since this, and I actually think he has gotten better. Hmm. It's almost like this came too early where he, exactly what you guys are saying, he hadn't, like, developed that yet or something. He did a movie called Gun, and he actually, like, wrote it himself. Whoa. And it's it's a, he wrote it himself. He stars in it. I think like Val Kilmer is in it, and like I don't know, a couple. It was it was a B movie, but it's actually like not the worst. It was another case of like I thought this would be worse than it was, huh. and he gets like killed in the movie or something. Uh, no. Sorry if I'm. Sp- oh no! I didn't mean to get it. <laughs> no, he gets he gets shot or something. I don't remember if he dies, but but there's part in it where I was like, dude, he like sold the shit out of that. He. He couldn't believe it's like, oh, my God, like he's wigging out that like he got shot. And like, I remember thinking like, whoa, that was like better than I thought 50 Cent could do. And I know he was in that movie Den of Thieves recently. And people said he was really good in that. And anyway, I just want to say, like, I think he got there. Right. I think he wanted to be there before he was ready. Like this was. Yeah, I totally agree with you guys. It's like he's well, not as deep in this as, movie. He sucks. Yeah. And I did a little uh, research and found that 50 Cent hired an acting coach yeah. to be on set with him. Okay. And Jim Sheridan, the director, fired the acting coach and demanded that she be removed from set. What? Banned from the set. And then he told 50, this movie isn't going to live or die on on your acting. If what What's the exact quote here? It said, it, it doesn't matter if you're a good actor or a bad actor. It only matters how good I direct you. That's mm. what he told him. That's some ego yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> this movie is gonna it's gonna be a success or a flop based on how good I direct you. Consequently, the movie profit made a, a had a six million dollar profit margin. So that's not great. Cost, I mean cost forty million, made forty six. It's I think we can consider that a flop. <laughs> yeah, I mean like you know, you made your money back, mm. but what was the point? Just imagine if you had allowed that acting coach to stay on set. <laughs> yeah. How 50 learn how to act. That's weird. You think especially since 50 Cent hired the acting coach, like, yeah, I, I can acknowledge that I need help. Yeah. Let's get some help. But as Rocco mentioned, he did get better with time. So I'm not here to say 50 Cent can't act. Just mm. not, not that great. Also, movie. he's way tougher than me, so I don't want to talk shit on 50 Cent if he sees this. He, I don't, 50, you're a patron. I'm sorry. He, he does have a great scene in, uh, there's a movie, Escape Plan, where he knocks someone out and uh, he gives a great quote. Sleepy time, motherfucker, is a great scene. You got to watch that. that. Sounds good. Uh, Yes. I, I'll have to put that on my. Yeah, watch list. Escape list with Arnold and uh, Stallone. It's it's really something. Mm. Else. I'm trying to remember where we are. Honestly, for me, the movie kind of dragged here. Where I just felt like it was very cliche. Like, yeah. so Fifty Cent's on the streets. He's selling drugs. People confront him. Yo, this is my block. He gets into fights. He's about to get beat up. But then an older guy comes to protect him. Yeah. This is Mr. Echo, also known as Majestic. Mm-hmm. I say Mr. Echo because whenever I see this guy, I can't not think there's Mr. Echo. Yeah, 100%. A great role. I'm a lost man. <laughs> well, yeah, but there's some characters that are so good in that role that you see them forever and go, oh, that's what you yeah, are. Yeah, they'll never not be that character. Yeah. I think people who are really into Oz, remember that HBO oh, show Oh, yeah, Oz? Garrett saw like, that. I guess he's a really iconic role in that, but I never saw yeah, it. Yeah, apparently he's fucking scary in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also want to mention that we didn't cover this, but there was a girl when he was younger who he wrote a rap song for. Oh. 
that was very inappropriate. Her dad heard the song and then sent the girl off. I I can't believe I forgot that. That was one of my favorite parts. The little kid 50 Cent writes a song and it's like, best friend, I'm going to make you mine. Best friend. Yeah. Yeah, all the time. And then it like little kid 50 Cent. Do my best friend and I want to do you. Flip you up and down while I screw you. Best friend. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a skeet in your hair. <laughs> yeah. Best fan. We're going to do it everywhere. Yeah, it was pretty much that. That's pretty, pretty, that's pretty that. good. Typical song any kid would write to his best friend. So then, yeah, daddy hears that. And it's like, get, you, you can't be around this boy anymore. You got to go. So he yeah, sends he her, her away. away. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because Kay. he grows up. He becomes a drug dealer. He starts making all this money, buys flashy cars, drops out of school. Typical drug dealer rapper storyline. Then, all grown up, he meets that girl again. My yeah. name is Cheyenne. Charlene. Charlene. Excuse me. Uh, and they have a... Uh, they reunite. Which, there are so many things with this movie where I guess you have to assume things, but it's like, she's uh, just walking down the street with her dance friend. He just shows up, and then now all of a sudden it's like, all right, I found you. Now we're a thing. And it's like, you don't even see it, though. It's just like, all of a sudden it's like, oh, I guess they're just dating now. I don't know. Yeah, and that was... That's a perfect example to me. Like, I feel like if this was a well-written, a better-written movie, you would have that moment on camera where she is hesitant of this guy, and then, ah, I see it. I see his charm working on her. Right. I see her falling. And there was none of that. It really was, like, she was sent off, and now is a dancer, and it seems like she had nothing to do with the streets at all. And now... All of a sudden, she's dating a drug dealer and is fine with it. Like, yeah. I don't... What happened? And instead of seeing that scene, it's explained by narration. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. So then I met Charlene, and we were back. And it cuts to them on a date. Like, so what are we going to do later? And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like... Yeah, yeah the narration <laughs> makes it cheap. It, it just helps them cut corners. That would have really helped out the movie to see that stuff. Yeah. Um, anything you want to add about him kind of in his role at this point in the movie mm. dropping out of high school just being a successful drug dealer no i mean not not anything that hadn't already been said i i totally agree with what you're saying a lot the, the narration doesn't really like let there, the movie be all it can be there's mm-hmm. also a character they keep talking about dangerous the rapper yeah mm. now let's I, talk about dangerous i couldn't figure out by the way, I yeah. did so much research to try to find out who Dangerous was. Okay, did you? Because no. I did the same. Okay, I damn. I, I don't it wasn't know if like Dangerous is a real person. Yeah, or, it wasn't Tony Yayo or, or something. Just, I don't know. I don't know if he represents kind of a bunch of people. Yeah, oh. it might be the case. He's a composite character. But I couldn't figure out because I kept saying, "Oh, there's Dangerous. Oh shit, there's their gangster. Yeah, who's Dangerous?" That supposed to be? But it's like, okay, well, who is that? Also, like, he's still living. He's still living in the hood. Yeah. So, like, is he? really popular or is he just like popular like in this street you know like i don't know like how big are you really you yeah. know what, dangerous yeah like is he like an international star or is he just some guy who's famous in this one little part of new york like what is it yeah I think yeah that we live in san diego and there is no rap music scene here yeah <laughs> i think that there are other cities around america like atlanta and new york definitely yeah where there is a much bigger music scene where there's actually yep. Rap and hip hop record labels are based there, right? So the concerts are more important, and mm-hmm. getting bigger in those communities can lead to mainstream success. I so see. I do think it is more important 
in those communities to reach those smaller. Yeah, be popular yeah. within the community. Yeah, I feel like the only the closest thing we ever had was just like our pop punk scene. You know what I mean? Like where it was like they had bands that were important to us and maybe nobody else. Oh, yeah. But that didn't happen with rap. Yeah, not, it, not but it was weird because it's like, oh, thank God, there he is. It's like, yeah, he's always around. Yeah. I always yeah. see him. Yeah, He's the biggest musician who is unsigned. You know, the right. biggest indie musician. Gotcha. In that in that music scene. Okay. Um, so yeah, dangerous. And the character of dangerous is he's a phony. He kind of represents everything that they say gangster rappers are. Like it's yeah. just music. It's not real. You yeah, know? yeah. He's the antithesis of Fifty Cent, who is the actual gangster wishing he could be a rapper. Dangerous is the rapper wishing he could be a gangster. Right. So um, the movie got a little bit more interesting for me when the feud with the Colombians started picking up mm-hmm. only because the action was really gnarly. Yeah. Um, they're drug dealers and a turf war breaks out. They work in a neighborhood that is on the border with the Colombian neighborhood. And the Colombian neighborhood has its own gang of drug dealers and it clashes with 50 cents crew uh, and the whole majestic LeVar gang at large so you see a series of like ambushes where they're like getting into a car and a guy like sticks jumps out a window with a machine gun and shoots the top of the car right um trying to remember any of the other ones it was just a bunch of it was almost like a scorsese montage it reminded me a lot of what was his last movie he just did um Uh, yeah irishman irishman it reminded me of the scenes in irishman honestly like these hits that were going down in that movie Yeah. yeah This was very Terrence Winters. Again, this was like, yeah. oh, this feels like Sopranos. Yeah, yeah. definitely I could see that. Did Terrence Winters write, write The Irishman? I think he did actually he did. have something to do I'm with a, it, look at least. Yeah. Uh, I thought I remembered that. So, yeah. um, the movie kind of goes places, but generally throughout the second act, you see the elevation of the turf war between the Colombians and yeah. 50 Cent's group. They try to make peace. You know, too many people died. And the leaders had to come together. Then you see the leaders come together. Hmm. They made peace. You see them make peace. Um, but then one night, 50 Cent is in a club. I keep calling him 50 Cent. Yeah. His name is Young, Young Caesar. <laughs> Young Caesar. Marcus is in a club with Charlene and his friends. And Raul, one of the Colombians, tries to shoot him. Again, this is like straight out of Scarface. It literally is the scene from Scarface. <laughs> yeah. Where they have the shooting in the club. To me, it was almost mm-hmm. identical. Um, but instead of getting him, they wound his friend, Antoine. Yes. And so they decide to do a retaliation where they roll up on a corner where the Colombians are dealing drugs and 50 Cent gets out with a gun and attacks them. And, and he almost kills this guy. But at the at the last moment, he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. And he just shoots him in the leg. Which is what I saw this. I thought, oh, this maybe is the 25%. Because 50 Cent would never, if he did kill someone in real life, yeah. he would never admit that. I <laughs> killed a guy and got away with it. Yeah, Anyways. right? Yeah, so in the movie, is like, I'm not going to, I'm going to shoot you in the leg. It's like, I don't know what he did, but I could see <laughs> that being like, yeah, if that happened, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. But also, I don't know, pers- I watched this and I'm thinking, how much of this actually happened? Was it this dramatic? Yeah. Did 50 Cent, like, you got out of the car by yourself. Like, none of you were going to do it. That's Fine. true. And he takes on, like, five guys by himself. That's a good point. And then at the last minute, like, no, nah, I'm too good for this. How much of that really yeah, happened? Yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so um, because they, the gangs had made peace and 50 Cent committed this hit, uh, there's a meeting called with his whole gang, and it's, you know, you can't be going against the boss and... Nobody's going to fess up, but somebody's going to have to take the fall for this, and they pull 50 Cent 
to the side, and they're like, we know it was you. You're going to jail. Mm-hmm. This honestly, and by the way, this happened so fast. I was starting to get confused. I was getting confused as well. I had yeah. to rewind the movie because I was like, "Why is he in jail again?" And it's like one conversation, boom. You're in yeah, jail. that was really like, did I miss something? <laughs> yeah, and he it was again narration that told you he was going yeah. to jail, but it's like, yeah. wait, what? Like, yeah. why? Uh, but then we come to the best scene in the movie. In yeah, my yeah, dude. Yeah. I rewound this to watch it twice. It really has no bearing on the plot, but uh, he takes a shower mm-hmm. and a naked knife fight breaks out. And yeah. this was some Eastern Promises shit. <laughs> it was. <laughs> You've ever seen Eastern Promises that famously has a naked knife fight? And this one was like all just as nail biting. It was five wet naked dudes trying to kill each other. And it was. <laughs> and like the camera, I thought for the most part, was like. Here's the shot. Okay, go. It was a wide shot. It was shot. a wide shot, and it's like, go ahead and fight. And it's like, whoa. Which is a testament to how just, like, captivating it is. I was scared one of the actors was going to slip and fall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just filming it. Yeah, it was actually, you, palms sweat a little bit watching that, you know. They're well, fighting well, in a palm, wet Palms were wet for a few reasons, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were showered. I was just enjoying Oh, yeah. oh, oh, okay. Oh, oh. You do see a lot of dick and ass in this movie, oh, yeah. surprisingly. So... Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, Terrence Winter, uh, Terrence Winter, no, Terrence Howard, Mm -hmm. the actor, he uh, first shows up in this fight scene. Apparently, he didn't want to do it naked, and Fifty Cent convinced him to do it. Wow. Man, convincing guy. How'd that conversation go? Yo, Terrence, get that dick out. Let's fight. When Fifty Cent convinces you, is it like, yo, I respect you so much, you have to do it. It would be great for the movie. Or is it like, yo, if you don't show your ass and dick, I'm going to beat you up for real. Yeah. yeah. We don't know. Uh, we never learned the negotiation there. That was a crazy scene, though. Yeah. It, it really was. And, like, it's a scene that, like, you know, maybe the movie's a little bit forgettable for some parts. I'll remember that forever because that was a very intense scene. Hey, I'll say this. It reminded me of the scene from Old Boy. From people who have seen Old mm. Boy and know the scene, it reminded me of that. Hmm. Uh, for people who haven't seen it, there's a famous one-take fight scene in Old Oh, oh I haven't seen that. Yeah, I never, never saw it. Uh, I got a movie club movie for us <laughs> coming up. Oh, boy. Stay Dude, tuned for that Spike one. Spike Lee version, preferably, though. We'll I, watch I'm, them both. I'm a big Spike Lee nut. So he meets this... Uh, he's rescued in this knife fight by Terrence Howard, who plays another inmate named Gamma, who is a crazy guy, but instantly kind of just takes a liking to Marcus, and they become friends. While he's in jail, he kind of decides, I want to give up the rap game, and I want to give up the drug and crime game to right. be a rapper. Another moment in this movie that I thought was, felt real is when he's in solitary confinement and somebody drops a razor off for him. Right. Because, again, you never know who or why, and it just seems like, that just seems like the fucked up shit somebody would do in real life, you know? Right. Uh, and he's like, they wanted me to kill myself, but I wasn't going to do it. Instead, I was going to channel my emotions into rap. Right. And then you see him do that. Would you do also? Did I miss the passage of time? Because they never said how long he was in jail or yeah, the sentence. Yeah, yeah. And so it's over, and he's leaving jail. But it's like for me, this was a ten-minute ordeal. Yeah. So how long were you really in jail <laughs> yeah, was for? Was that thirty days or three years? We I truly know. have minutes. no idea. We don't know. <laughs> uh, but he leaves jail with Bama. Bama leaves first and tells him, "You should be a musician, and I'll be your manager." And when Fifty finally gets out of jail, Majestic, his old boss, comes and is like, "You're gonna be back in my gang," and he's like, "No, I'm gonna be a rapper." Ba-da-da-da. At this point, I feel like, how long is this movie? You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. We're just now getting to you being a rapper. Um, 
So we're going to speed through to the end, even though there is quite a bit more. Essentially, Majestic doesn't like the 50 cents going to be a rapper. Majestic wants to be the big boss of the gang, so he sabotages LeVar and sends him to jail. 50 Cent goes to jail and talks to LeVar and finds out LeVar is his father. Mm -hmm. oh. We totally skipped over the fact that uh, Majestic, earlier in the movie, taught these guys how to make crack cocaine. Man. And had a great speech about crack cocaine is a bitch. <laughs> Don't ever take the panties off. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What a quote. What a quote. Um, anyways, I think this guy is like smoking crack, going crazy. 50 Cent's trying to get record deals, but everybody like throws him out because they're being intimidated by Majestic. Yeah. Despite all that, he continues to get success. And, you know, let's just fast forward to the conclusion because it's kind of anticlimactic anyways. Yeah. yeah, well, like he he has a baby with what's the girl's name? Charlene. Name. Charlene. We did say this movie loses a lot of steam. Yeah, him. and I really feel like once he gets that, once that naked fight is done, the movie is like, it's just downhill yeah, from that. Yeah. Nothing else worth waiting around for. <laughs> really? And it's just like, okay, now I'm going to have a baby. Okay, now I'm going to rap more. Now I'm going to get intimidated. But now instead of fighting back, I'm going to rap back and I'm going to insult you with my lyrics. It's yeah. like, okay, all right, let's it, do this. It literally comes down to a, he's going to have a concert, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to fucking do it. Deal with it, yeah. world. Deal yeah. with it, Majestic. Well, guess who shows up? Uh-oh. Majestic. <gasps> and he has a bunch of guys with him. Ah, and you're not going to believe this. This one is going to piss you off, ladies and gentlemen. Majestic says, I killed your mom. Oh, oh no. Why would you say that? That's the don't last thing you should have said, yeah. Majestic. That's the one thing you don't say to this guy. Yeah, no. if, and, and in general, if you kill someone's mom, you want to keep that to yourself. Yeah, yeah. don't tell I'm them. Just, that's just life advice. So, they fight. Uh, <laughs> they fight. <laughs> they do. It's very DBZ style I, kind of battle. There's a, We'll get back. I have another issue with this movie that we haven't gotten into, but we'll get back to that in a second. Uh, why did he... He went into a place unarmed with all of 50 Cent's crew. The movie falls apart at the end. And yes. then tells 50 Cent, I'm the one who killed your mom, and I had sex with her before I did. <laughs> and then is somehow surprised that he's going to get fucking killed here. It's like, what, what was your yeah. fucking plan, <laughs> man? Because there's, huh. there's this weird, like, 50 Cent's not a bad guy. Subplot, right, right, subtlety throughout this movie. Yeah, even though he clearly is a drug dealer and murderer, mm -hmm. <laughs> he's not a bad guy. So he beats him up real bad, but doesn't kill him. Right, and then the guy is begging him, like, "Kill me, kill me." So Bama kills him. Terrence Howard. Yeah, he wanted Fifty Cent to do it. He and he said, "You're not worth my fucking time." Yeah, but then his like. Henchman kills him. Right. Oh, good guy. Much better. Yeah, good. Much better. <laughs> yeah. Glad you didn't do that. I'm a good man. I'm not going to kill you. Hey, can you kill this guy real yeah. quick? Okay. All right. Boom, thank, boom, thank boom, you. boom, 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 boom. God, thank, thank God. you for doing that. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I didn't have to do that myself. Yeah. I'm clean. Um, at this point, he's wearing a bulletproof vest, and you're, you guys, he takes it off. Oh, no more, no more fear. He goes and he no raps, fear. and he the he raps a song called "Hustler's Ambition," and the movie ends. Now, this is what I need to get back to. <laughs> this is what I need to get. Started back to. off great. Yes, it did. There is a part 
with him recovering from the gunshot wounds. And that was a little, you know, it's like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, he's fucked up. And then, like, his jaw is, like, wired shut. Yeah, we should say it started on the scene and then it rewound. And so after he meets Bama and is trying to become a rapper, they don't have any money. So Bama convinces him, let's do one last Right, and that's where we go back to the first scene where he robs. Yeah, yeah. Right. The person who ended up shooting him in the movie was his friend Justice, who worked for Majestic. Right. Yeah. So, it you know, (laughs) it's so fucking stupid. So he's you know taking these like drugs to like deal with the pain. Oh yeah, this was great. Deal with the pain, and then uh, Charlene says like you're you're nothing. First off, they live by a waterside park by the beach. Like what? It seems to me like prime real estate, and I don't know. I don't think they live there. I think they just go there a lot. Oh, I couldn't tell what the fuck. It didn't tell you. A lot of these things just didn't tell you these things. Mm-hmm. My main issue, and this is stupid, whatever, but his fucking jaw is wired shut, and he's arguing with Charlene, and she's going to leave him. He convinces her to stay and say, I'm going to change. Then it cuts to them cutting the wires out of his mouth to be able to talk again. And the second he does, they start fucking making out hardcore. <laughs> and all I'm thinking is, this dude hasn't brushed his teeth in four months. Like, what the fuck? There's no <laughs> way. And I know that it's they would never story. show that. But it's like, you know, all I think is, you got the stinkiest breath ever, and you're making out with this girl. And then they go to the sex scene. That is 50 cents getting, they're going crazy. They're going fucking He's nuts. 69 cents during that. It time. really. He's eating ass. It gets fucking nuts. Yeah. This movie, man, they don't pull punches. Anyways, I just for some reason the wire t- getting removed and then making out was like, ew. That was, that was my main thought of this whole movie. Well, that's why they put the eating ass in there. <laughs> <laughs> you kiss that, you don't kiss anything, you know? Um, yeah, I don't think we're missing. I mean, we left a lot out, but I don't of think we're missing anything. Because uh, that's that's it. He he got he actually doesn't get rich. Mm. By, no, by the end of the movie, he's not rich. Nor has he died. Right. So yeah. the movie fails on both promises. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't sure how far they were going to get into the Curtis Marcus. Uh, like, is he become fucking famous and rich? Are we going to see him in a mansion? Oh no, we're not. No, that never happens. No. It- it reminds me of when um, Roger Ebert reviewed X-Men Origins Wolverine. He mm-hmm. said, this movie finished, did not see the X-Men, and I still don't know what Wolverine is. <laughs> the movie starts with some like him doing his claw, you know, like the yeah. claws coming out. He's like, I still don't know what that is. How did that Never happen? saw the X-Men, the so the, the title unfulfilled. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think same, about that all the same time. Same with this one. And by the way, coincidentally, as of 20... 20- 15, I think 50 Cent filed for bankruptcy. So, however, uh, still trying. Yeah, I have <laughs> heard there there was a reason that he did that because he was in the middle of a bunch of different legal things or something. Uh, so and so I think money. he did that where he claimed personal bankruptcy, but he still had, you know, he, well, he posted, it's funny you mentioned that. This is one of my favorite uh, Instagram sagas I've ever seen because I followed him on there. And uh, people were saying, wow, 50's broke. So then he posted a picture with stacks of cash everywhere, and he's wiping his tears like he's crying with stacks of $100 bills, going like, yo, there's a reason I said I was bankrupt, and it's not because I'm actually bankrupt. Um, he got in trouble in court for that. Yeah, he shouldn't have done that, said, 50. well, this is a lot of unclaimed cash. What, where is that? And he said, 
oh, don't worry, it was fake. It was for the photo. To which they responded, okay, well, that's a lot of counterfeit money, so where was that printed? Oh, fuck. And it just turned into <laughs> a whole thing. So, anyway, follow, read up on that. It's a lot of fun so to read. is he or isn't he broke? The jury's still out. Yeah. We don't know. But I think he's still got money. He made those like condoms. I think he's doing just fine. That's true. Yeah. So He's got that vitamin just... water money. Oh, fuck. I forgot his vitamin water. He's yeah. like a billionaire now. I, you know what? Not by me, but I'm sure. It, I see it. I see it out there. Okay, so I think it's time to do popcorn shakes. Broccoli, you want to do the honors since you picked it? Yeah, I, I just wanted to say the ending part is what knocked the movie down a notch for me when he, everything you mentioned about that last scene, to me it was just the fact that a man was murdered backstage. Okay, is he dead? Yeah, all right, let's do the show. Take you to the candy shop. You know, it's like seen that. that that lowered the whole movie to me where it was like there is a bleeding corpse right back there. We're going to keep doing the rap show. Well, my thought was like they're, they they got to deal with that. I'm rapping. You know? Yeah, that's, it, it, that's it, Bama's problem. But that was symbolic to me of the whole last kind of chunk of it, like we were saying. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed what I saw when I saw it at that hotel. Seeing the last part took away from it. But I still don't think this is an unwatchable movie. It's still an entertaining movie. Um, so I don't know. It's hard. I'm, I, you know, I can't decide if I want to do a two or a three. Um, probably given what happens at the end and the way it wraps up, I'd probably say a two. I'll okay. probably round it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's not much to be said. Could have been worse. Yes. Started out pretty good. Uh, you know, watch that knife scene. Yeah. If, if nothing else, just look that up. Because uh, that's the best part of the movie. Mm. I'm going to say 2.5. Two and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's probably where I would... If we're doing 0.5s, I would agree with that. 2.5. Yeah, and I think... Yeah, you know, again, I thought I was uh, walking into like a Howard the Duck si situation. It wasn't that. It was a pretty competent movie up until the end. Um, I, I just wish they could have cut the narration stuff and just told me these things a little mm. bit cleaner, maybe. So I'm going to give it a two. But it wasn't bad you know mm -hmm. it's a, it's a high two it's so funny we keep talking about the narration thing uh youtube has been putting out a bunch of like free movies if you have like youtube premium or mm. whatever yeah. there's just in your recommended now there's just full movies in there and so the other night uh idiocracy came out and i put that on and that's another movie that's like there's clearly narration used as patchwork for this like unfinished movie you know what i mean right. and it's just funny. I was thinking that the other night. I was like, man, na excess narration can kill a movie. And it kind of takes away on that one, too. So I was already thinking about that. I think the only person who can get away with narration in a movie is Scorsese. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, oh, it works great in that. Or uh, Forrest Gump. Yeah. Other yeah, a movie that, like that. Other than that, it always just ends up like this. You're just telling me things I'd rather be watching. You know what? There is, I'm trying to think, Nightmare Before Christmas has a narrator at the very beginning and yeah. never again. You set it up and then you let him go. That's fine with me. Oh yeah, it's not like you can never have a narration in a movie, but just when it's used as to explain away stuff you don't have to show and mm -hmm. like that kind of stuff, you know, it's a crutch. And yeah, what do you give this one? Oh uh, yeah, it's, it's a two. It's a two. I give it yeah. two. Oh, you already said I give two. it two. Well, yeah. all right. So do I we round? You're... Do we round up our two point fives? Is that how this well, I'd works? I round it down. So, so well, I'll give it two. <laughs> we okay. all give it two. Anyway. Fair enough. Six out of fifteen. Okay. All right, Derek, you are well, up. Well, uh, 50 Cent has a song, Candy Shop. You listen to that song too many times, you're going to get hungry. Yep. You're going to have to go down to the deli, 
get yourself something to eat. Yep. While you're down there at that old deli, why don't you watch the movie Delicatessen? Because that's the movie we're going to be doing next week on Movie Club. I don't know what Delicatessen is. I don't even know. I don't know why I'm picking Delicatessen. Okay. <laughs> I, I think there's a pig on the cover. I think it has something to do with a deli. I don't even remember how I heard about this movie. Whoa. But I have an impression once that somebody told me it was good. Mm, wow. Okay. That's okay. We're going to we'll, find out. We'll find out we if this happened or not. Thank We're you see for how watching. good this deli really is. Delicatessen next week on Movie Club. I'm hungry. Yum, yum.